0: Good day, everybody. This is Yankees Death Star. Today, we're just going to talk about some, a few statistics, just some basic stuff, kind of where the team's at, uh, where it looks like the the stat show we might be headed. Um, Try to put a positive spin on things because we haven't looked great, not as good as we expected, but still early. Um, So I'm here with Dave. Dave, what's up?
1: not much man not much I was just looking at as we're sitting here watching and looking at the rankings uh, seeing where we're at this st- on the stand in the standings and you know we're like you said we're in the middle of the pack uh, you've got Boston that's one uh, is nine and four right now leading everybody um, they're leading us by three and a half games uh, Toronto uh, leaves up leads us by half a game so um, and we're half a game up on Tampa and Baltimore uh, you know obviously these these Teams are gonna go up and down a lot this year. This is gonna be a very close race for most of the uh, entire year. Uh, There's really three teams in this division um, that have an opportunity to make the playoffs. So it's gonna be really interesting to see what goes on and how uh, well everybody plays and and push comes to shove down the the stretch. So exciting stuff is gonna happen with this. I'm totally stoked about breaking down what's gonna happen uh, with uh, the game tomorrow as well as like Matt said we're gonna look at some prospects that Matt and I are really hyped up about we're really excited to break some of these guys down and just the the basic stuff that we've been able to see um in the minor league system uh last year the year before and and a little bit of this year as well so uh definitely staying tuned Matt what do you got for us today that's going to start off this episode
0: uh I'd like to mention first some good news Luke Voigt has started to do some light fielding work uh, so that's a positive. I don't know still how long uh, he's anticipated to be out, but at least his uh, his road back has started, so that's positive. Um, I was going to start, we'll talk about some of the basic statistics that are most commonly used in baseball, the ones that have been around for a long time. Um, and if you've been uh, a fan of baseball for any length of time, you probably are quite familiar with all of these, but I'm going to just run through them briefly uh, in case there's anyone who's not familiar, Um, maybe a little new to baseball. uh, We'll go over them real quick uh, before we talk about where the Yankees are at with them. So the most basic hitting stat is batting average, and that's just the calculates. It's the how many times per each at bat uh, does a batter get a, a an actual hit, so not a walk or getting on base, um, but a hit, and a walk doesn't count as an at bat, but everything else does. Um, a strikeout or a hit, uh, they count as at bats. So, if uh, a, a target that people like to talk about, um, it's kind of less and less players hitting it nowadays but it's 300 you'll hear of a 300 hitter uh, and that basically means they average about three out of ten at bats where they're able to get a hit that's all it is Um, it's listed at 0.33 because it's number of times out of one but it's you know 30 percent so that's batting average and the Yankees this season their batters are 16th so right in the middle of the pack Their combined uh, batting average so far through the first 12 games is a 231. Uh, The MLB average is 235. So yeah, they're right in the middle of the pack. We do expect uh, the Yankees to be better than that because they have hitters that are not hitting uh, at the average that they normally do. And no one's skewing the stats on the high side either. The leading team with a 285 average are the Dodgers. And the Dodgers are going to be mentioned uh, on pretty much all of these because their offense is really potent. So the next one, it's called OBP, and that is similar to average, but it's averages, or that the hitting average, plus you get credit for getting on base uh, through a walk or a hit by pitch. So it's always going to be a little bit higher than an average, no matter who you are. Um, and in this case, yeah, really the only difference is uh, a plate appearance includes walks, and at-bats do not include walks. If you walk, they basically say, well, he didn't. there wasn't a, a result with the ball hitting the bat. So it's not an at-bat, but he gets to take first as a runner because of the walk so uh the yankees are again in the middle of the pack they're 14th in the majors uh, their on-base percentage is 316. the average is 315 so again pedestrian uh, the dodgers are leading this category as well with an on-base percentage of 38 percent or 380. slugging percentage is the third one. Um, it's a little bit more involved than the first two. Still pretty simple. Um, it's basically for each at bat a batter gets. So that's every every time they have a plate appearance um, and then there's a, a resulting play in the field or a strikeout, everything but a walk. So the average and the on-base percentage don't take into consideration if you hit an extra base hit like a home run a double triple whatever it they count all hits as the same but obviously hitting home run is gonna add more value than just getting a single so a slugging percentage uh, that's that takes that into consideration Um, and it's similar but uh, you get credit instead of just for getting on base you get credit for each Base that you move around the path as a result of your at bat so if somebody uh, somebody uh, goes four for four um, with all singles their slugging percentage is going to be a one which is fantastic uh, people don't really do that but if uh, guy number two also has four at bats he could get either two doubles and two strikeouts he could go two for two and if they're two doubles he still has gone four total bases so his slugging percentage would be the same same with a guy um, if he's one for four but that one hit is a home run um, then that's also four bases so the slugging percentage would be the same and that's why they use different stats because they show you different things um, it's good to have a mixture um, of guys that are going to get on base at a high percentage and then also Uh, guys who can actually bring players around the bases with extra base hits and home runs. So the uh, kind of a catch-all batting stat um, as far as the basic ones is called OPS. And that's literally just the on-base percentage plus your slugging percentage. And it's that total number. So like the the really, really, you know, the, the cutoff point. Um, or the common one just because it takes a really, really good batter um, and a power hitter typically to have a OPS over 1. Um, and so people will do that. Uh, I think someone's at a 1.4 right now, uh, which is pretty crazy. That's not going to stay there throughout the, the whole season. Um, the Yankees have one guy uh, with a, an, an OPS over a 1.0 and that's judge and he can do it he uh that's not too far off from his career average so i expect that to continue for the most part um slugging we're actually a little bit worse at as far as uh, compared to the rest of the majors we're 22nd um whereas we were in the middle of the pack for average and on base uh sorry this is for slugging we're 20 second and slugging and then uh, on base percentage plus slugging or OPS, we are 20th. The, uh, the Dodgers lead both of those categories as well. Um, next is not uh, complicated at all, it's just the number of runs per game. The Yankees, right now, are in the bottom third of major league teams, with their through, through 12 games, they're scoring four runs per game on average. Which is lower than the uh, the major league average of f- close to four and a half, 4.43. Um, this one's not the Dodgers leading. Uh, Cincinnati is uh, number one in the majors, and they're averaging six and a quarter runs per game, so that's pretty good. Uh, the Yankees definitely that's uh, that's unusual to see it only at four. Um, we that's uh that's low for the Yankees and I expect that t- to come up significantly uh we are doing pretty good in walks per game we have really good plate discipline um we have some guys that are dangerous uh, and they can hit it out of the park and those type of guys tend to draw more balls and it's as long as they're not swinging at them you get free bases of course uh so fifth in the league Uh, which is good. Uh, We're getting four walks per game. So we're getting, we're actually getting the same number of walks as runs. Um, The Dodgers, back to, uh, back to the Dodgers for this one, they are leading with almost five walks a game. So, and then strikeouts per game. This is an area where the, the Yankees have, have struggled historically greatly. Um, Judge uh, a couple years ago, Set the record for most strikeouts in a season, so he might have uh, topped it. I can't remember, but uh, guys that hit for a lot of power often strike out a lot, um, and as long as that that one stat, the OPS, is is high, then nowadays uh, management doesn't really care because uh, statistics show that that's more important than than batting average. Uh, a lot of the baseball uh, analytics guys, they'll they'll basically they don't use batting average as a statistic at all um in determining how good a player is uh, or how good a team is or anything because it's become a little bit obsolete with the um as they began to keep track and uh follow the trends and use uh st- you know use statistical analysis to determine that uh it's not as important as getting uh, extra base hits so The Yankees are number eight in the league, so that's not bad. They're striking out eight and a half times per game. Um, The Padres have the least number, just under seven per game, so that's good. Um, This one is a little bit more, uh, it's not brand new, but uh, hasn't been around as long as the other ones. Uh, It's called BABIP. And that just stands for Batting Average Balls in Play. And I'm, I am really curious about to dig a little bit deeper into this one because I understand um, the way it's calculated. Um, basically, it's what is your batting average? Uh, so what percentage of your at-bats are you going to get a hit? But not counting any pitch um, that is not hit back into the field of play so not counting hitting fouls not counting strikes and and balls um it's when the batter hits the ball and it goes fair it either gets caught or it gets by or it goes out any one of them counts as uh as a hit in uh in uh just including the ball's That are hit in play so to me i've always thought it seemed like the good hitters are going to have much higher babbit because when they hit the ball in field in play they hit it to areas where they're aiming where the defensive players are not um and it seems seemed to me that that would have most, you know, it would basically just mean that the good hitters would have a high VABIP and the bad hitters wouldn't. Um, from what I've heard, it's used to calculate and historically has been proven to be with some level of accuracy, not, not perfect, obviously. Um, but it's kind of a, used as a predictor of how, how, lucky a batter is and i get that it's obviously not going to account for everything because if you're hitting balls out of the park then the defense really doesn't matter and your average is going to be higher and then if you just keep hitting soft grounders you're going to hit the ball in play a lot which is the idea but you're going to get out a lot so it's kind of half of it Seems to be up to the skill of the batter, but over time, um, a lot of them, since uh, you know, pitches are swung on in uh, in millimeters and it can change the trage- trajectory a half of a, se- a split second or uh, just a half a millimeter can change significantly the location of the ball, and that's not always going to be um, just. Uh, because of where the batter hit it or where he was aiming so supposedly I'm skeptical I'm going to keep looking at it but it's used to determine how uh, lucky or unlucky a batter has been so if you have a really low BABIP but your other stats are you know not terrible and maybe you've had success in years past then it's been a predictor of of uh the likelihood that a person's going to turn it around. So if you have a guy struggling who's normally um you know a solid hitter and he has a BABIP that's, you know, at 2 or, you know, 200 or less, then chances are he's been hitting a lot of balls that just kind of by chance ended up in the defender's hands. And that's what resulted in and out, not necessarily him hitting it poorly because, you know, a line drive to to deep left center can be caught by a center fielder. But it could be a, it could be a rocket um, that almost goes out of the park, not directly at the fielders. It can be a really good hit. It just ends up in the hands of the defender so obviously the result is what matters but this has been used as some uh as a predictor with some accuracy uh so we're 20th um that's not good but it could indicate that we've had unfortunate situations um just where the ball bounced basically um so hopefully that is the case and uh, luck will turn in our uh, our favor a little bit more than it has been. Uh, as I said, we're normally uh, a high home run hitting team. We're r- right now um, for the number of at bats it's taken us to get each one of our home runs. Um, just on average, we are 18th. So you know, not a little, just under, just under uh, mediocre, with we're score we have one home run for every 30 uh, 30.7 innings that we've played so that's only you know that's less than one every three games um cincinnati is leading the majors um, it's only taking them 20 and a quarter innings to to hit each of their home runs on average so uh, again, with the Yankees, you expect that number to come up. Um, we're typically in the upper upper echelon of that stat. Um, so again, one of those things that indicates that it, you know there might be some, some trends that just self-correct as the season goes on, we can hope.
1: Yeah, man, that, that's really good. And, and looking at some of the players that are standing out, even though we feel like DJ LeMayu isn't um, necessarily hitting the ball well Uh, When runners are in scoring position, he's still almost averaging a 300 right now. Um, So that's really nice to be able to see that from DJ. Uh, It just means that his hits are going to start coming when it comes to runners in scoring positions. We just have to be patient to see how that happens. Love to see how Judge is playing. This is big. Uh, He's turning a huge corner right now. So again, everybody else will start hitting well very soon. Let's go ahead and uh, focus on some of the pitching stats, especially from our team. Uh, Right now... Our ERA for the team is three point three three, that's that's okay. We would like to see it in a really good year under three uh, for the year. Uh, we don't like to see that our, our ERA above three for most of the year. So we're hoping that continues to drop as it has been. Um, you know, and we'll get that down for sure. Uh, we've our, our pitchers have pitched. Oh yeah, and that ranks as tenth in the league right now, which is good. So I, I feel like this is a, a really good um, place. Our pitchers have had three quality starts, uh, two of those, or maybe all three, have been uh, Garrett Cole. But the re- the re- the reality is is we still have three quality starts. Uh, our pitchers have 108 innings, which is great, um, and we've given up 92 hits, which ranks 18th. Um, of course, we don't want to see that, uh, you know, continue to there. We would love to be able to see that at this point in the season to be someplace around 70, 75 hits uh, that we've given up. Uh, But, you know, honestly, right now at 92, it just means that we have a place for our pitchers to get better. Um, You know, we've given up 40 runs. Uh, That's 20, um, 21st. So, you know, really um, we're ninth uh, least runs that we've given up. So that's a really good job. Our pitching staff is is doing a really job at making sure that when base runners are in scoring positions, they get out of the inning um, with least amount of damage. Uh, We've given up 17 home runs. Um, You know that's that's pretty uh, pretty bad. Um, Definitely in the bottom 10 on that stat right there. Uh, You know, put this in perspective. Boston Red Sox lead the league, and they've given up only six home runs uh, from their pitching um, staff. So obviously, 17 is way too many. Uh, We're tied with the Pirates, Arizona uh, Diamondbacks, and Houston Astros have 16. Um, so, you know, those are the teams that you don't really want to be tied with um, and, or, or around. Um, our, our walking, though, is unbelievable unbelievable right now. Uh, we've had 27 walks for the entire season. Um, Los Angeles Dodger, Dodgers have 27 as well, and the New York Mets have 19. Their pitching staff has really done a good job at not putting um, batters on the bases for free. But our Yankees staff is doing unbelievable 27 is a great number, especially if you look at the Colorado Rockies, who rank the worst in the league. Uh, They've put on 61 batters for walking. That is not very good, so just a really good job by this Yankee team. And then let's get into one of my favorite stats, which is always, I think, anybody's favorite stats, Uh, how many strikeouts this Yankee pitching staff um, has put together. We have 36 strikeouts right now. Um, That ranks third in the league. Uh, San Diego Padres have 144, and Chicago White Sox have 142, um, and the Minnesota Twins have 130. So we're sitting at a pretty nice spot there in third. Um, again, this is going to be something that we're going to see a lot of go up. Um, and then, um, as far as oh, uh, as far as on bases, um, um, on base batting average, opponent batting average, we're um, holding opponents to a two twenty six. Uh, I feel like that's pretty good. I mean, you know, um, I would like to see that a little bit lower. But hey, you know, 226, you can't really um, complain about. Um, And then the last stat I would like to bring up, it's uh, walks plus hits per inning pitch. So it's the whip, right? So if people aren't too familiar with that, I'll just give you a quick rundown of exactly what that is. It's the sum of a pitcher's walks and hits divided by his total innings. So it's really simple. There's nothing really complex with it at all. And, you know, this team is just doing a really good job. Our whip is 1.10. That ranks seventh um, um, best in the league. That is something that we have to continue to look at and we have to get better at because, you know, the fact is, is that as we get better with that, our ERA ERA will go down and that will get better, you know, as well. So this is something that we got to continue to see them get better at. But our pitching staff altogether is definitely a top 10 pitching staff. Um, from top to bottom in the league. Uh, That's exciting, especially being right now, because we still can get really, really good, a lot better. We have a lot more pitchers coming um, off of injuries. Um, You know, Herman, if we can figure out what's going on with him, uh, that would be huge for us. Uh, We have a lot of young um, pitchers that are really exciting to see. So there's a really great opportunity by the end of the season that we could end up having a top five um, all-around pitching uh, team this year. So it's exciting. What do you think, Matt?
0: I agree. Um, Matt Blake, the pitching coach, uh, in a little interview the other day, kind of said some of the things we were talking about with um, the anticipation that the starters would, uh, at least the ones who've missed a lot of time. Um, Herman is obviously uh, not with the 25 man now, but him, Kluber, Tyon, um, and uh some other guys that uh have had some injury issues that are working to come back from that um and we anticipated that they would get eased in slowly uh to start the year so that's to be expected um and we have uh we have we have uh minor league guys options that we can bring up um that have that is going to be used as an option year so you can keep moving them up and down um and it won't affect uh, their eligibility, it just changes their service time. But the Yankees are gonna be willing to move guys up and down pretty freely, uh, at least for now until they get the uh until they are starting rotation starts to pitch be able to pitch more innings um then we'll probably decrease the the number of guys we have up to be available in the bullpen but in the beginning we have a lot of young arms that can handle the load Um, and then it'll also give us the opportunity to see who we want to have in the bullpen coming out um, in the end of the season and going into the playoffs Um, so i i think as long as we don't have any additional injuries on um for uh for any of the starting rotation guys, um, I think we'll be fine.
1: Yeah, man. And and I i think you're right, but I, I would love to be able to see Michael King um come out and pitch some big games for us. I think that he's a big time pitcher. I don't think that he's one of those guys that we should uh you know overlook. Uh and the reality is is that he's twenty five and he's ready for the ball to be put in his hands and for the big game. So um, it would be great for me for us to see if Michael King can, can take that, that next starting spot. And we have a huge question tomorrow night Is he going to be our pitcher tomorrow night? And if he's going to be our pitcher, what can we expect from him? Because if he comes out and they put the ball in his hands and he does something crazy like six or seven um, um, shutout innings. Then all of a sudden, we know that this guy is for real, and he's going to start earning himself a spot. And this is what I love to see every year, is we see this with the Yankee young players. We see them um, come out of nowhere, and they earn their spot, they earn their position. And then all of a sudden, we're sitting there saying, oh, wow, look at um, look at uh, Luke Voigt, or look at Urshela, or look at, you know, we could go down the list of, of players, or talkman that players have played into their position, Unfortunately, we haven't seen a lot of players like that since Jordan Montgomery as far as pitching staff. So uh, Matt and I have really dissected the pitching staff. We have a bunch of names we want to bring up with a pitching staff, and we're just excited about this. So, um, you know, as we're going into this, just keep in mind that um, some of these guys are all over the minors. Um, Yes, we realize that some of the guys we're going to bring up are in single A and double A. They're not in triple A yet. Uh, We get that. Uh, but we're just looking at what they can throw, how they could help this team if we needed them. So we have some names and we're going to um, bring them up. Matt, who is your first name that you got?
0: Um, I had somebody I think you had down too. Uh, we can both talk about him. His name is Louis Medina. Um, I believe it's Louis. Uh, it might be Louis. Probably Louis. He's 21 years old. Uh, he was signed back in 2015. Um, he's from the dominican republic and at 16 years old he uh is when he started being able to throw over 100 miles an hour so that's impressive he has he has just an incredibly strong arm Um, he's hit 102 uh, at least or his fastball does Um, i don't know what his absolute top out is but he throws it really really hard and his fastball has a natural movement to it, so not only is it coming um, blazingly fast, but it's also not going to stay in a straight line. So as long as you throw it um, over the strike zone, uh, a pitch like that has is going to have a really high uh, swing and miss and strikeout rate. Uh, his curveball is also uh, his his second best pitch, and it's coming along well. It it's the difference of the, the the difference in speed is pretty drastic it's like 15 miles an hour slower um and it just dips in it can either drop out of the zone or look high and drop into the zone uh so yeah i'm, I'm really excited i don't know for sure um if we'll see him this year i'm hoping that we get to see him do something either uh either uh, in relief or we'll see how they choose to use him yeah
1: yeah, and, and I like this guy a lot, and I think that he has a lot of great potential. Um, you know, and since we're talking about batters, let's just stick with the batters. Uh, Josh Smith, uh, second on base, and really shortstop. Um, st- um, stop. This guy, uh, he's twenty three years old. Uh, he's playing at like I think a level, double uh, A, but the reality is is that he's a left hand batter which we need. We always need left-handed batters uh, infield guy that can uh, do some crazy stuff. And he uses the entire field with his bat. That's one thing I loved about watching Josh Smith and play on um, him playing. Uh, he's just not one of those guys that uh, has very many holes in his game. Uh, he's good at defense. Uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, he could get 15 home runs and 15 stolen bases pretty easily, I think in the, in the season. And to me, that's, that's something that's pretty unique. I, I feel like he's a good utility, man. And honestly, the way that everything has been going with Wade, um, I feel like he's uh, Wade's um, you know, definite replacement for now or even in the future if Wade can't put things together. So Josh Smith is my first guy that I want to bring up on the list. What do you got for number two, Matt?
0: Well, this guy uh, is not new to the majors completely. Uh, he's not in with the big league team at the moment. Um, his name is Mike Ford. Uh, I'd really like to see... Him uh, get an opportunity at first. Uh, Jay Bruce doesn't seem to be the answer. Uh, just this past October, they uh, the management put Ford on the on the playoff roster. Um, and in I mean 20, he didn't have a lot uh, happening during the season last year. But in 2019, he had a 259. 350 559 slash line so that's a 259 average a 350 um, base percentage and a 559 slugging percentage which is really really good Um, so i don't understand why he hasn't already gotten a chance at first um maybe uh, i guess they still want to see give bruce at least a few more games but um i'm hoping that we get to see mike ford sooner rather than later
1: yeah, man, I love Mike Ford. Uh, you know, I just feel like he's a special player. But again, he's one of those guys uh, that I could see in the offseason, especially a shortened season like last year, uh, put on a lot of weight. Um, and I don't know if that's the reason that he's not playing right now. Uh, but if I was the Yankees and he came in, you know, 15, 20 pounds overweight, I wouldn't let him play anywhere until he dropped that weight. Um, so uh, to me, that's something to keep an eye on for sure. All right. And uh, let's go ahead and talk about one of our – what I would call our young studs. Uh, I get really excited about this guy. We, I mean, Matt and I probably have talked about uh, Debbie Garcia. I don't know, probably a few hundred times in the course of our friendship. Uh, he seems to be one of our favorite uh, players to bring up. He's a right-handed pitcher. Um, he's 21 years old, but man, he keeps on popping in and out of the, uh, the team's rotation last year uh, coming out of the bullpen a couple times. This guy, he's special. Like he's a, he's not very tall, uh, he's very skinny. Uh, he's not your typical uh, pitcher in the major leagues, but he's very unique, and I really like the way that he pitches, uh, his style, the way that he comes in. I expect to have um, him to have at least five starts this year. Um, he's going to really um, impact whether or not he, he puts things or not together. I don't know, but the, that's the thing. He's got time, and that's what he's got to continue to recognize. He has the time that he needs to be able to get things done. So look for Debbie Garcia to step in and and pitch um, pitch some big games coming up here soon.
0: Yeah, really recently, um, all of Yankee Nation was super amped about him. um, Wanted to see him as much as possible in the playoffs. Uh, He was basically our guy. um, And he's still very young. And like you said, he's got electric stuff. And he's definitely going to get an opportunity. We might even get to see him tomorrow. They still haven't announced um so friday's game it will either have him maybe michael king or some other combination of bullpen guys so uh, another guy uh if ford doesn't uh, lose his weight and if bruce keeps sucking then maybe we can give 27 year old chris Gittens a try we drafted him in 2014 uh he's actually was never really a high um a really high prospect highly ranked prospect at any point um, at any level but in 2019 he had a really good year in double-a um, he had 23 homers about 281 um, 393 on base percentage and a 500 slugging in 478 plate appearances and um, his strikeout rate isn't great. It uh, looks like it was 22%. Um, so if you got power, that's not the worst thing. Um, and uh, he does have a lot of power. He won the Eastern League MVP and was also voted the best defensive first baseman in the league um, by Baseball America. And he has uh, his 96 mile per hour exit, average exit velocity led all minor leaguers so the guy has power the guy has a good glove over at first base um he's not young um he uh, he's got experience albeit not major league experience but um with uh our position at first base right now uh i wouldn't be too surprised if we see him at some point throughout the season maybe depending on how uh how badly uh Boy is um, if his if his uh, recovery has some pitfalls, then that'll increase the chances. So hopefully it's not because of that, but I would like to see him.
1: All right, um, and I'm gonna need help with saying this next guy. But man, I have watched this guy pitch a couple times. Uh, I really felt like he was he was gonna come in the um, the breakout in the league before the pandemic. Um, I was really excited about him. Um, I'm talking about left-handed pitcher TJ Sikema. I think that's how you say it, Sikima, Um, he is a special talent. He comes from and he hails from the great University of Missouri. Uh, uh, Obviously, they have produced 13 big league uh, um, pitchers from Missouri. Uh, They're just an unbelievable um, organization there. Uh, Max Scherzer obviously went there to Missouri, so they have a lot of um, pedigree there. I think he is amazing. Uh, He's one of those guys that we felt very highly of him. Uh, We got him for $1.9 million, um, you know, a signing bonus in 2019 in the supplemental draft in the first round, uh, which is nice to see. Um, He was probably one of the best arms in the 2019 draft. Uh, Just unbelievable player. Uh, There's very few things that he can't do. He has a lot of range in speed and he has a lot of range and control of the ball. So, Uh, you'll see him throw a a, you know a 95 96 mile an hour fastball and then he'll drop down to a slider um, or a change uh, he does a slider um, a four seam um, and he comes in also with uh, just a lot of other things like a two seam fastball he's working on a changeup right now but his slider comes in at 78 to 83 miles an hour so the fact is, is that he can he can you know move his pitches out um, and speed very very easily move them all around. He has great control. And one thing I want to throw out there is that um, one of the things that was a negative thing of him when he was coming out of Missouri was his conditioning. Um, his girlfriend is a dietitian, and he has made it clear that he has dropped a lot of weight and uh, in getting in better condition because she has really helped out his diet through this uh, uh, coronavirus time period. So that is something that we love to see. And, and that's why I think that he can make, um, you know, a, uh, um, a standout or he could have an even opportunity to come in this year because uh, well that was one of the neg- most negative things that they said about him was just his weight and being able to wonder if he could, you know, continue to play in games with being so heavy. So it's nice to see that he's able to, been able to drop that, get that under control. And the fact is, is that if he's good and he's been able to keep that under, um, weight under control, you know that that's going to help with his speed and his control, look for this player this guy tj to come out and make a stand and this year coming up uh
0: yeah i can't wait for a lot of these guys we have so many that we could talk about um i'm guessing we'll uh we'll do another segment uh periodically as guys develop and we get to see a little bit more minor league action from them um but uh, this is uh, this is just a handful. I got uh, another guy who uh, is uh, I'm wasn't familiar with until recently. He's 27 years old. He's a right-handed reliever. Um, his name is Brooks Criskey, and he has some really good stuff as well. He's got he's got three solid pitches. Um, Forcing fastball that he throws more than anything. Um, but then his changeup is really good as well, as well as his slider. Um, <clears throat> he has only played in a few games in the majors. Um, I think they were all last year. He made four appearances. Um, and he didn't, he didn't do great, uh, but it was in really limited opportunities. Um, so that's a small sample size, but in his minor league, Career as a reliever, he's appeared in 72 different games, um, and his ERA is under two. It's uh, he's at a 1.97. Of course, that's against minor league batters, but that's still really, really good. Um, and my favorite part is his control. He, he has he has power to get strikeouts, but he has control um, to reduce the number of walks. His his strikeout to walk ratio was close to three to one a little better than three to one with 135 strikeouts in 72 games that he played 72 appearances most of them i believe were um were one or just over one inning so that's a good ratio uh and then to do that to only 43 walks um, that's something that can that's likely to translate um when he gets to the majors so he could possibly make an appearance this year as well.
1: All right. And Matt, is this our last guy that we're going to talk about? Do you have anybody else besides this one? No. All right. So this is our last guy. We're going to talk about Louis Gill right now. Um, he's a right-handed pitcher. And, and at this current moment, he is sitting at the Yankees alternative training site. Um, that means that he is, you know, with the coaching staff getting ready for possibly even coming and pitching for the Yankees, which I would love to see. He was signed from out of Dominican Republic, uh, for $90,000 from the Minnesota Twins in 2015. Uh, Gil missed a lot of time um, in the beginning because of his shoulder surgery. And uh, he was able to come back and in 2017. Um, Yankees acquired uh, him in a trade for Jake Cave. Uh, that was something that was really kind of cool. But the one thing I really want to put out there is Louis Gill. Uh, uh, his fastball is 95 to 98. He has a changeup. It's in around, I believe it's uh, uh, low 90s, which is filthy. Um, and then also he has um, uh, slider. Um, but the, the thing about his, it's, it's like mid 80s. But the, the cool thing about it is uh, it kind of takes shape of a curveball as it's finishing. Sometimes when he gets really um, amazing control out of it, I love it. It's one of a, a just an unbelievable pitch when he has some sick stuff going with it. Um, and then he comes back uh, with also a uh, change-up, like I said, at 90 miles per hour that fades and sinks. It's unbelievable. And it's it's going to be something, it's going to be interesting to see. It does not, uh, he, he lacks consistency with the change-up, but with the coaching staff and the guys that are helping him with it, there's no doubt in my mind that he will bounce back. He's averaging 12.1 strikeouts per nine innings um, nice. And he loves to pitch um, as a starter. Um, he, I mean, he just has filthy stuff. I mean, like, he has three really great pitches that he goes to. And when he gets movement on all of them, it's unbelievable. I think this guy could seriously come and do some damage for this Yankees staff.
0: Absolutely. There's a whole group. Um, the, some of the names we threw out Gil Medina, also uh, Garcia, um, Clark Schmidt, when he gets back. But uh, what he showed in his. In his time last year, was pretty incredible. If you want to see some nasty pitches, um, go follow a uh, go follow a uh, Friedman on uh, of the Pitching Ninja on Twitter. Um, go check out YouTube and search any of these guys, um, and and look at check out some of the pitches that they have. Um, it's pretty exciting. We've got to see some. Um, I love the uh, the floodgates are starting to open from the miners with these. These, with these pitchers, both starters, um, but, but more relievers, um, but some starters mixed in too. So we have a nice crop, um, and we should get to see a decent number of them um, in some of their first action this year, which is always really exciting.
1: All right, and just letting you guys know, um, Yankees are still yet to announce who their starter will be for tomorrow. Um, if Matt and I were betting guys, we would be saying one of the young guys, whether it was Michael King or Luis Gill or, or Louie Gill or, or, you know, one of the other pitchers that we you know, called or we said, but the reality is we don't have a clue. Um, the Rays just announced about uh, five minutes ago that Micah Waka is going to be their pitcher, uh, tomorrow. Uh, obviously, uh, we struggled a little bit against him. Um, he's and one with a seven ERA and 11 strikeouts, um, Obviously, this is uh, a player that is is, is, is a good player. Uh, Matt, isn't he, is he a short innings guy? Uh, I don't think he goes real deep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he does either. I could be totally wrong in thinking of the wrong raised pitcher, though. Um, but last time that we pitched him, I, I want to say we saw him in the middle of the innings, um, which again, seeing relief pitchers throughout the game is something that we will see a lot of. But Um, stay tuned to find out who will be our starter, uh, tomorrow. Um, I'm pretty excited about this because I'm, I'm always a fan of when the Yankees decide to pull something out of their hat and say this young player, or let's just use our, our, um, um, bullpen, which I don't think they'll do because we have enough young players that are ready to pitch, um, right now. So it will be interesting to see what, um, Cashman, Boone and the pitching staff, um, uh, Matt Blake decide what to do tomorrow.
0: Yeah, it's going to be at 7.05 Eastern Time. It is at home at Yankee Stadium against the Rays. Um, So again, we're still sticking inside the American League East. And all these games uh, are going to matter. They matter just as much now for your overall record as they do at the end. Um, Don't want to fret about momentum this early. But the games are still going on the permanent record. So... We definitely don't want to dig a hole. So these games are going to be big, especially fighting for the American league East crown. So,
1: yeah. And this game is at seven Oh five Eastern. Um, that is on a Friday. Um, so it will be a Friday night baseball game. So I know there's a lot of people excited about this. I don't know what the weather is going to be like in New York, but I do know the weather here in Hawaii is going to be outstanding tomorrow. Uh, so I'll be watching the game definitely by my beach. Um, No doubt about this is tomorrow is a rivalry game. The Rays are a great team. Um, Obviously, they made it to the championship last year. Uh, Didn't get it done against the Dodgers. But, man, it's always exciting to be able to see a team uh, from our own division that made it so far. Even if it's not a team that we like very much, they're still our own division, and it's nice to see.
0: Yeah, I always want, if we're going to lose to someone... Um, unless it's the Red Sox, really, I want to see them go on and be the best team that way, you know, you know, it's, uh, it was a, it was a, it was a hard fought battle. Um, it's good to respect your opponent and there's some really solid teams. I mean, the Red Sox, even they're not expected to do much, but they're, they've started off really good. And of course the Rays and the Jays so looking forward to it Uh, this has been Yankees Death Star thank you for joining us and we'll be back to talk about tomorrow's game
1: yeah my name is Dave like Matt said after the game we'll drop a brand new podcast of the Yankees Death Star Uh, we want to make sure that you guys know what's going on with that game right after it so we'll break it down inning by inning and get into the nitty gritty of everything that happened so stay tuned for that tomorrow after the game